Welcome, everyone, to New Polities Podcast. I'm very excited to be here with Mike Sullivan and Jacob Amon. But before we get started, I want to remind you to subscribe to New Polity Magazine, the best medicine for whatever flu ails you this Christmas season. And wow, you are in the spirit of Christmas. Consider giving all of your inheritance, anything you can scrape up, whatever you find on the street, to New Polity Magazine, or as we call it around here, New Poverty Magazine. Boys, I'm so glad to have you in the studio. I will be pretending to not know you as much as I do for the sake of the production of content, which is what we do around here. But it's an exciting day because we get to announce in no uncertain terms, after much difficulty and labor on mostly your part and not mine, (laughs) that the College of St. Joseph the Worker, the August trade school that we have all waited so excitedly, is here. It is accepting students now for the fall 2024 semester. It's a go. It's a green light. Praise God and thanks to St. Joseph. Amen. Sure is. Yeah. <laughs> so th- so this, is, this is wonderful. And I know that there's been, there's been so much uh, discussion of St. Joseph the Worker that I feel like people might get lost in it and I want to just start again. Yeah. So <coughs> what gave you the idea for something as, as radical, really, as starting a trade school? Well, the idea was that my buddy couldn't face being in admissions at a at a uh, college anymore. Like he, he was like putting his head in his hands and he's saying, I just, I can't do this to kids. I can't tell them that this is going to be financially advantageous to them. I can't tell them that the education is going to be worthwhile to them as like a flourishing human creature. Uh, and I was just about to go and start my, my PhD program and thought, well, I guess I'm going to have to quit like that guy, <laughs> you know, yeah. at some point. We have to do something different. Yeah, there is a, a, a guilt complex of telling people. It's a very Catholic a, answer. Well, no, actually. it's a very, like, guilt. Yeah, it's guilt is the reason. Because you look at people and you say, okay, I'm going to get you into a lot of debt, mm-hmm. right? And then the reward is supposed to be that you get a certain pass into the middle class, you get a certain... You get your degree and your education, and this enables you to get a job that you need to basically weather this world. Yeah, and, and increasingly, yeah. this isn't true. Is this this is what you found, Mike? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, from from my perspective, I've been thinking about this idea uh, not as a as a college or a trade school, but just in terms of forming people in the trades, mm-hmm. and uh, and also forming people in their faith. Uh, two two things I've been involved with for all of my adult life. Yeah, um, and I just there's so many. So few opportunities, uh, or so so few um, opportunities for people to to do this and to learn their faith first of all, and then also to learn something about craftsmanship in an authentic way. Yeah, you know, there's always the shortcut of uh, just learning your specific trade in a specific way, and just being a cog in the machine, and just you know the work a day, check the box each day, never really expand. Don't expand your mind. Just do the thing you're supposed to do every day. Um, in the trades, that's um, it's pretty toxic, but it's very prevalent. It's kind yeah. of what we have. Yeah, Mike, I, I was in, in these some of these initial conversations about the college. Um, I was feeling very edgy, very radical, saying like, "Yeah, <laughs> screw college. It doesn't do anything for anyone. All it does is get you debt uh, and, and make you miserable and have collections chase you for the next thirty years." But you change your address, and no, anyway. Uh, <laughs> but. Even as I was saying that, you know, there's something holding me back because, of course, no one can deny who's been to college generally, but especially to a Catholic school, the fact that however you get that formation in the faith, however you get in touch with the splendor of theology, 
with the joy of philosophy and, and with yeah. the mind-opening um, introduction to the great tradition, the yeah. great Christian tradition. Like, it, even though it has obviously been forced and squished into this perverse mode right now that the only way you get that is through <laughs> hellacious amounts yeah, of money, amount it of seems that. like I don't want to leave that behind. I still would say, you know what? That was in a way worth it, you know? Well, yeah. I mean, these are truths that make life most human and freeing. And so you shouldn't, you can't really put a number on it. So and say, therefore, you shouldn't put a hundred thousand dollar yeah. <laughs> price tag on it. So as well. yeah, so I see the college yeah, is yeah. On, is on this knife edge, right? Because we want to, on the one hand, um, really restore adulthood to yep. people. So it's not Absolutely. just something that's going to set you back in every practical area of the life of your life, but you'll happen to have read some good books. Yep. It's not that. On the other hand, it's not saying like you know what the goal of a kind of broader, more universal education in which people are formed in their faith and in the knowledge of God's creation is not something we're going to just let go of and say, let's just make money. Yep, exactly. Cause that's equally ridiculous. So, exactly. so, but in most projects, when you've got your cake, the thing is that <laughs> <laughs> you can have it or you can eat it, but you can't do both. But you, you guys are saying, and, and, uh, take a big bite. Yeah. You'll still yeah. Be there. Yeah. That, <laughs> that you can have both the, uh, education, the time spent mm-hmm. in yeah. college and, the promise of the College of St. Joseph the Worker is that you're not going to graduate students with crippling debt. In fact, you're going to yep. graduate them with work, with jobs. Yep. How is this possible? How? What What mechanism are you doing? What alchemy? I want to know. <laughs> Jake, Jacob's uh, come across this plan where where we, uh, we cut a great deal of the administrative bloat, first of all. But then also we have a very focused plan, a focused mission, where uh, we can offer a ph- phenomenal education. Uh, excellent character formation, and then and then training in the trades at a significantly less expensive price point than yeah. any other college mm-hmm. out there. So is that all it is? It's just saving money, cutting costs. Well, there's a great benefit too for training in the trades because you actually get paid to train yeah. in them, yeah. and so there's a certain number of um, hours that you need to accumulate to be able to achieve your journeyman status. But that's actually something that people want you to do and so they'll actually pay you to do it and that yeah. offsets tuition costs. So in simple that's that's how it does. Low overhead on our part so we can have a low tuition <coughs> rate that actually yeah. is able to be overcome by what you get paid for. It's awesome. As a, as, a, yeah. as an apprentice. Yeah, and one of the things that I've been really happy to be be a be a part of is is you know sometimes people call the university the the universe city. Uh, by which, by which they mean that one one of the things that makes college so so darn expensive is that it's it's trying to fulfill um, something beyond its scope. Generally speaking, yeah. not every place yeah. is like this, but your basic scope is the formation of people. But for various reasons, we don't need to go down this rabbit hole. It's become a place where you have your last last gasp, as it were, of a um, of a free and normal and non slavish. Um, existence. So what I mean is college is orientated and they spend lots of money getting you um, uh, sort of a, a beautiful campus, getting everything within walking distance, having your food plan taken care of. So you're just going to your cafeteria or yeah. your little fake cafeteria that's really owned by the same company that's providing the food for your college. They're providing yeah. you with all your events. It's like and a all communist dystopia. Yeah. Yeah. yeah well, it's like, exactly. So it's like, <laughs> come on now. Yeah. Yeah. So, so college. Becomes, no, I love my time in college. No, everyone does. Yeah. No, I, I, again, we, we say this not because we sat there, I think, you know, gritting our teeth through this, but 
because we really did enjoy it and really did yeah. pay the tab. Yeah. Which is like, yeah, you can live in a resort town. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's a lot of fun. And you have access to things that are actually absent in culture. And it's a real shame that they're absent, like fraternity, yeah. like walkability, mm-hmm. like a basic yep. leisure. Structure of, yeah. Of I mean, leisure, leisure that's and, the key. And festivity. Yeah. All of that, but the way that we do it in college is we provide it in a centralized way. So the college basically contracts a bunch of people, spends a lot of money to provide a life experience. Yep. This is the universe city. They're trying to be cities unto their students. Mm-hmm. And one of the great ways you guys are cutting administrative blow is really just by being in Steubenville, which yep. has the great benefit of already being a city <laughs> where things are already happening. It's very brave of you because you're going to yeah. say to these students and, and people are already knocking down your door as I understand it, but you're going to say to them, yeah, like if you want food, guess what? There's places to get food. <laughs> you can get food. <laughs> you, you want to live somewhere? There are houses. Yep. <laughs> you want to, um, you want to have fun? Like we have festivals, we have a community. Yep. And so what you're doing is really a, in some ways just a return to an older model where the expectation exactly. was yep. students are not completely dumb, aimless people that need to be just spoon fed culture, but exactly. are actually, yeah part of building it up. They should be out there. They're capable of engaging with the culture as it is and um, and improving it with what they have as inputs. It's amazing. So, it's going to yeah, be beautiful. Really great. But, but it's not just that. It's the fact that students are earning money on the job, um, which leads to a question that I've had and I've heard other people ask, well, why not? Uh, it's true that most unions and, and trade schools um, and programs will pay you as an apprentice, will pay you mm-hmm. on the job. So why not just do that? Why, like, why, what is the need that the College of St. Joseph, the worker, yeah. is filling if you could just get get paid to learn to be a plumber? That yeah. may be the great path for, mo- for many people, Yeah, right? And, uh, and realistically, most people probably in, in American culture. But for what we're trying to deal with here is more of a, a, the problem of um, not the sheer numbers, you know, um, but the the quality. It's not a quantity thing. It's a quality thing. So we really want to create an environment to nurture and grow phenomenal Catholic leaders mm-hmm. that are also tradesmen. Yeah. And uh, that that environment is basically you know integrated with the town, integrated with the elderly and the young, yeah. uh, in the regular parish setting, not in a in a you know sequestered bubble. Mm-hmm. It's um, it's fully integrated, and that that training is special because. Um, you know, the proper craftsmanship needs to be cultured in, in culture, right? It needs to be um, fostered. It needs to be pruned and trimmed and, and grown in people. And, uh, and the environment of that, that uh, the successful environment for that would be uh, an environment where there is a liberal arts education, kind of looking back at the past and understanding what created what we have today, especially the church and especially the culture around the church and all the cities and the way we built this world. Yeah. Um, so that that's fundamental to understanding my role as a craftsman. I have to know what my what my background is. I know I need to know what shoulders I'm standing on, both in terms of my faith, but also in terms of my craft. Mm-hmm. So the beauty of the medieval churches is something that we can all look at and say, you know, why don't we have that everywhere? What happened there? What was the disconnect? And I think it's the the, the separation of our Catholic culture and our in our uh, po- political life. Really, is yeah. where that that severed, and we just we turn to things that are cheaper and faster and easier. And yeah, no, I see a, um, 
a real restoration of, of the political life as a goal of this college, but mm. where the political is understood as that which builds up the city, the polis, yeah. the political. So it's right. not just training people to do the job, um, but to be builders of the city mm-hmm. and for them to learn their part within the broader um, project of city building, which ultimately is integrated within building the city of God. Right. It's never just, right. you know, putting up a structure for the, the dollar general to, you yeah. know, <laughs> yeah. to do the thing. It's also to, to learn to build, to build well, but to build as a member of a city that, exactly. that exceeds you and that ultimately is the city mm-hmm. of God. I think yeah. that's right. If I could take a stab at your question as, yeah. as well. <laughs> There's, Who are you? What are you doing here? <laughs> <laughs> Who's this guy? Yeah, why, why not just go to a, a normal trade school? And yeah. at a trade school, you know, you have two years of education in a particular trade, which is great. But what we're trying to do is give our students a holistic vision of building. So the way that Mike likes to talk about this oftentimes is, is talking about the anatomy of a house or the logic of a building so that you, when you go in to fix a part, you understand it in the context of the whole, which is so often missing. I mean, the number of houses that I've been in, and I'm not even on the trade side of this, I'm on the nerd side of this, <laughs> but on the but the number of houses that I've been into where the HVAC guy just cut right through the floor joists, yep. I mean, it's insane. I mean, yep. even I know not to do that. <laughs> but what are the more <coughs> detail-oriented problems that are already going on in the trades today, you know, something that is not as obvious as cutting through floor joists. I mean, those problems are still, you know, so prevalent. And for us, we want to be able to send out kind of our brightest and best with a full education of knowing how not to do that. (laughs) But also, looking back at these old cathedrals in Europe, I mean, it was like the brothers and sisters of Thomas Aquinas that are that are going off and getting in, into the trades, different trades, obviously. But <clears throat> but what happens when we stop kind of saying that the the trades are lesser, blue collars thing is you know the work is not dignified labor? Instead, saying let's send our brightest and best into the trades, exactly. which is really what we are, whom we're building the school for. Mm-hmm. It's like, we we yeah. want you to say no to going to Northwestern or U Chicago, and we, we want to say, come to the College of St. Joseph the Worker instead. Yeah. It's going to be an absolutely rigorous time in the classroom, and you're going to have a fulfilling career. I think that there's just so many reasons why uh, the trades are a fix to so many of the societal ills today, whether you talk about that on not feeling fulfilled in your job or yeah. uh, feeling mm-hmm. depressed because you don't understand how things work in this oblique technological world that we live in. Or New quality conference, May 20-something. <laughs> 2024, baby, 20 see something. you there. <laughs> Thanks, Mark. <laughs> I'm, bad at, I'm bad at plugging it's things. It's the 24th, 25th? 23rd, 24th, 25th. That's right. It's going to yeah, be yeah. huge. It's going to be huge. And Matthew Crawford would be proud of this this college, be. I think, yeah. as well as the, and he's going to be at the conference, and I and I hope we'll get to get to hear from him as well. Um, yeah, it does seem to me that it it does solve a lot of problems, or at least has the potential to, right? Like the, I mean, we've basically had a compartmentalized view of life for so long. Um, in in this country that's basically separated out 
the hands from the head and yep. and, and made thinking um, something apart from from working and acting. And this isn't just something to blame, you know, 1960s onwards, as is often a trope. But this is this is a real deep 1908, wound. maybe. Though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh no, it's a deep wound, not just in our, in America, but but generally. I mean, I know that yeah. Christianity had to wrestle with an inheritance from from the Greeks that basically looked at the worker, um, the one who works with their hands, as yeah. as a slave, as um, labor being something that was ill-fitting to freedom. You know, so it's, it's interesting, actually. There was actually laws on the books in certain Greek city-states forbidding citizens to engage in manual labor. N- not all of them had this law, and, and Athens was an exception to this, which I think is um, really hilarious because ultimately what they did have to put into code was that no citizen could berate another citizen based upon his job choice. <laughs> so, so like it was actually the complete opposite. It's like they had to forbid you from like being like, "What, you're a freaking Mason? Are you kidding me, man?" It's like, "Yeah, get away! So, don't come problem. to my party. Who let you into my house? Yeah, yeah. You know, sort of thing." <laughs> so that's just like that was the culture. It was sure. thick, you know. Yeah. I mean, we think that we denigrate the blue collar trades. It's like Greeks beat us with that. Uh, and tell me about how Christianity wrestled with this and changed this. I mean, it seems like now we're in a place where people can understand, at least romantically, if if perhaps they can't envision it realistically, because maybe the last experience they had with the tradesman was hardly one of great culture. (laughs) Yeah. But at least romantically, they can hear this and say, yeah, like there's something dignified and profound about getting into the creation and figuring out what God hath wrought and then adding your labor to it in a yep. creative way where you participate in God's work. I mean, that's obviously yep. incredible, even if mm-hmm. it becomes humdrum because of its repetition, especially in an uh, industrial society. But but how did, what, what did Christianity change for that? Like, what does it mean to be a Catholic trade school mm-hmm. um, as opposed to just a trade school? And by the way, we teach kids to be good and moral, et cetera. Yeah, I, well... <clears throat> when when Christ comes into the world literally in the form of a slave, he sets for us... Say a command. Say a command. Sorry, that's my, that's uh, my very dumb build. phone trying to be smart. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm so sorry. So we pause this podcast so Mark can take a call. <laughs> <laughs> that's my brother. <laughs> Which one? The tradesman one. Oh, okay. Well, we'll let that pass then. (laughs) You know, I I think a lot of it is is encapsulated in St. Benedict's motto of, you know, to work and to pray, Mm. where he doesn't say, um, you know, work for necessities, and then when you're done with that, go and and pray. He really sets them both up as paths by which to come to know and to grow in union with the world's creator and redeemer, that they were both essential paths for union with God. And then you're left asking the question, well, how is that, how is building, um, you know, one of these paths? Because the the old pagan argument, it was certainly against the trades, that is, was certainly visceral. I mean, I think that they literally just did not like working, but it was also theological. Like they had real reasons for it. So for Aristotle, say, let's let's take his example. He, he gives the argument that um, when you use something, that is when it is finding its final cause. 
you know, if I'm playing the flute, like that is that is a final cause being actualized. You know, the purpose mm-hmm. of the flute is playing it, not creating it. Mm. And if I am, you know, taking a little tiny, you know, hammer or whatever, like making making a very fine instrument, <clears throat> then I am just as much a tool mm. as the hammer is because I am just part of the the you know the conduit leading all the way to the telos there and so he he calls the worker a tool you know that's where the first insult came from (laughs) yeah (laughs) that's where we get that phrase i wondered about that yeah (laughs) and and what what jesus does in his very person and what the church uncovers from the very life of christ is that it re-questions what the end actually is, what the final cause is. Is mm-hmm. it really playing or is it becoming a saint of God? And the only way in which we um, acquire the moral virtue St. Thomas teaches us and everyone repeats is in the active life. It's not in the contemplative life. In the contemplative life, we enjoy the fruits of the virtues we've acquired through active living. Yeah. And then we can take the reception of the Holy Spirit found in contemplation and go off and live better, more powerful, active life. St. Bonaventure says something very similar. He says, if anyone wants to cultivate uh, a, a glorious life of contemplation, then they must first need to learn to lead a life of labor. Yep. So at that point, it's it's a complete critique of Aristotle's virtue theory, actually. It's like, mm-hmm. what is this for? Is it for control over yourself or is there something actually in a growth in your soul that makes you more personal with God and with neighbor? So it's, it's actually a completely anthro- different anthropological vision of who we are, whose we are, and, and, and whom we are to be serving. So it changes the end to holiness. Mm. And that puts everything on its head. Totally. And, it, you know, the, the saying that sanctity is in the struggle, of course it is, because that's where we grow. We're fulfilled in our work. We're created to work so that we can be close to God through our work and co-creation, you know, as you were talking about earlier. Um, it's, it's critical that we understand the context in which we live and the work that we do so that we can understand how we can purify ourselves and become holy. Yeah, you can see in this logic the same logic that ended slavery, right? Because yep. uh, for the same reasons they were calling the, the worker the tool, mm-hmm. they're also saying that if the final end of things is really in this life, in these these perfected um, activities, then some people just aren't going to do those things. Mm-hmm. Some people are just going to be a means to the end and not really going to yeah. enjoy the thing. Mm-hmm. But within Christianity, what it introduces is that the final end is possible to everyone at every given point, no yep. matter what you're doing. That's like right. Even if you're you know chained up in prison, yep. you have the capacity for holiness with this particular situation. Um, and so what that means is, of course... No one's a slave, right? Yep. Um, which is what I like about the way that this whole college seems to fit in and really sanctify and give give more, give a better foundation to some of our American values, right? Because I think, I think we obviously value a kind of um, what to call it egalitarianism in the sense of like everyone is capable of something. Uh, yeah. egalitarianism at least of opportunity as they say yeah. <laughs> um, and we obviously value freedom our liberty um, and it seems like when we turn when we take Christianity and say okay we're going to sanctify labor here um, the the effect is that 
something becomes available really to everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's it's quite beautiful. It's quite profound. It's it's a better way of thinking of of uh, of freedom and the kind of universalism that we're accustomed to in America, rather than thinking of it just as like a well, everyone's got the same rights or something. Instead, we're saying like, well, everyone's called to holiness right? mm-hmm. in yep. their work. Yep. But obviously. You're not inviting everyone to the college of St. Joseph the Worker. <laughs> How many students are going to start out the, uh, the fall semester? We have spots for 30 okay. wow. set up. We hope to grow that number um, through the years um, so that we would have uh, classes perhaps even up to 100 uh, yep. per year. Wow. Um, but we're, we're going to, it's going to be quite a competitive application process, probably about 90% plus we're, we're going to have to sadly turn away. So yep. be the cream of the crop. Yeah, does, <laughs> be the cream of the crop. <laughs> does the um, what is a what is a what is the uh, I shouldn't say curriculum, but what is the the plan, the schedule for the student look like? You Let's, wake up at four thirty every morning. No. take a mile swim in the Ohio it's, River. It's not true. It's not true. <laughs> so we start we start with the you know um, masses available down the street at our yeah. local parish at eight a.m. and then uh, we have. Uh, Pretty intense theology uh, and scripture for the first year. And then also for that first year, we have the anatomy of a house, which is uh, kind of a a broad view look at the trades um, with enough information for all the students to be able to make a a well-informed discernment about what trade they'd like to to, uh, focus on after that first year. So everybody's in that together. And, uh, and that anatomy of the house will take the students from site planning all the way through foundations, framing all the way to the roof, you know, all the way through the system of building a house. And, uh, so that they understand everything so that when they move on to specialize, they will have a decent understanding of all the other trades. So they're not stepping on other tradesmen's toes. They're not cutting through beams to put in, (laughs) uh, you know, a pipe or a duct or, you know, yeah. Uh, drywall. <laughs> Who knows what random things you might find on a job site. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So the idea is to just sort of spend that first year giving a very intense look at, at an overview of the trades and a really intense look at the Catholic history and tradition and scripture that, that have built up um, our traditions. Yeah. And does and then what happens then? Years two and three get to be pretty fun. So uh, year one is fun. By fun, I mean like it is four thirty a.m. swims in the Ohio River. <laughs> You're going to be working about depending on the semester from two to three days per week, um, and that's when the training does specify. Like you choose the carpenter path or the HVAC path or the uh, or or electrical or um, plumbing. <laughs> if you're smart, you choose plumbing. And, um, here, here. <laughs> and then from the broad base of sacred tradition and sacred scripture, we start to really get into the study of the lay vocation, which is what our curriculum is designed for. So if, to make this really quick, if the medieval universities were built to teach priests how to preach the gospel better, then our new ones are really designed for the laity. And the job of the laity is to sanctify the temporal order, which means that we are sanctifying our families, we are sanctifying our work, and we're sanctifying the political order. Those are the things that are given to us by the church to raise up to Christ. And so you got to know how to do that. You know, it's like, 
you know, get in a car and drive in before you know directions. It's like you're just gonna, you're probably gonna go in the wrong direction. Maybe you'll stumble on the right path, but it's unlikely, and you won't even know that you're on it. You know, we'd really like to ensure that our students understand the principles of sanctifying the temple order before they discern how to instantiate them, incorporate them into their own life. And so, building up to family economics, politics, you know, that's when we start to really get into those different categories and looking at kind of the, the metaphysics of, of economics from St. Thomas and looking at the kind of the, the ontology of the political order from St. Bonaventure will start to be some of those new classes that they take. And, um, and that will progress through years two and three. And then year four, we ship you away from the most glorious city in the United States and <laughs> yep. we send you back home. And at home during those next four years, years four, five, and six, uh, you are then going to be apprenticing under a tradesman whom we have selected as part of our broader tradesman network, um, people that we are evaluating for their quality of character and the quality of craftsmanship so that we know that they're going, you're going to be uh, you know, continue to be raised up well by by a good good man. Um, now that is you know for yours to lose. Like you have to our students mm -hmm. ha can lose that opportunity if they're not showing up to work on time if they're not giving it their best. And <coughs> but um, but we're trying to set our students up to succeed, and so that's the next stage. Sadly, their education goes online at that point. But you know you can't build a house virtually, yeah. or at least you can. Josiah told me about this. It's called Minecraft. Yeah. That's that's just just the uh, <laughs> the Catholic studies part of the of the program. Yeah. Goes to online on the last right. three years, mm -hmm. and that enables the students to work. I mean, ideally, we would have them partnered with a, a local craftsman who's also a solid Catholic that we've yeah. been able to vet. But sometimes we we may be in an area where we just we don't know anybody. But we're going to try to we're building a network, and we're going to try to have connections for each of the students yeah. wherever they are. But um. So it sounds like the the kind of it's the the program is front loaded so that the in class uh, education is happening in, in a stronger way than the first yep. three years or at least a more time consuming way and then yep. less so once the study really is work for the student yep. yeah and tuition yeah. goes down significantly um, in those next yeah. three years as well so we say of course not everybody does that yeah that's true <laughs> well sure Adam. it should be yeah <laughs> doing things that's like true. this should be yeah. yeah well and then I, I suppose then then the goal is to then take any money we make and invest it in the stock markets and then land like most colleges do yeah to get no, we've Rich. hired some really great people from Wall Street, top-tier <laughs> speculators. So <laughs> we're gonna sell our classes, but as speculative assets, we don't do have to guys, take them. Do you know your audience? Yeah. <laughs> <Man>. <laughs> Anyways, okay. Well, this is just—it's a true nonprofit. Let's yeah. put it yeah, like that. Yeah, it's a true nonprofit. Yeah, yeah. Are, and we really are going to be investing in the students. We are really—we're hoping to hire our students ourselves. Uh, for the early years as we build out the college. And there's so many great old buildings in Steubenville that we can oh renovate gosh, yeah. and restore mm -hmm. and repurpose, you know, for others or for ourselves or whatever. It's going to be a wonderful thing. No, and, and praise God for that. You know, as, as, as you both know, the introduction of um, such such wonderful young men into the into the community life of Steubenville and into the into the work life of Steubenville is going to be um, huge. <laughs> 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 you know, Steubenville is um, as much as it is going to provide such a 
beautiful experience of community for these for these young men Absolutely. and women. Uh, it's yeah. also going to, I think, be the recipient of such a grace from from these people being here and from just the amount of infrastructure and investment that you guys are already putting into um, uh, the town in order to be able to to be friendly hosts of all these students. Yeah, we really hope to uh, have a really a powerful and lasting impact on the town. Yeah, really improving things as much as we can. Well, as someone who's lost an election here, I just want to thank you <laughs> for everything <Nice>. you do. <laughs> Are you Does it count if your name's not on the ballot? Yeah. Yeah. Is this the beginning of your next campaign? <laughs> my, ne- my next big loss? <laughs> um, no. But it is the end of our podcast, so that's, that's, that's a great segue. No, guys, I think that this, this college is the fruit of a lot of prayer. Um, of a lot of investment and of just a lot of time. And and I don't know if you could say a lot of graces because I don't know how to measure that. It, it always comes abundantly, but it's Absolutely. just been obvious that the, um, the Spirit is moving with you and has been moving with you from the beginning. And um, I'm just very grateful for your docility. I know that ain't easy. Docility to the Holy Spirit the hardest. It's a doozy. <laughs> I appreciate it because this college is really um, going to be a hope, not just for the people that go here, but um, for everyone who looks on to see its graduates coming out with a solid foundation in their Catholic faith without the fear and slavishness that comes with graduating with so much debt, mm-hmm. but yeah. instead with not just an empty freedom, but a formed freedom where you yeah. have skill that enables you to approach the world, not as a stranger or an alien, but as someone familiar with its operations, familiar with it, such that you can be a leader in your community. Because, I mean, I think we've all found this in the in the community, especially with your own constant work in the trades, Mike, that... You know, a tradesman is never just a tradesman. It's someone that can approach a problem of construction that baffles others is a sign of great hope. And, <laughs> and that familiarity with the world, especially in a world that's increasingly strange and dysfunctional, yeah, uh, brings with it a kind of peace to the people that work with tradesmen, to the people that deal mm-hmm. with them. It creates a, I mean, the training in the trades creates a kind of character of confidence with this world. And I think the reason is that the tradesman at the end of the day is the one who knows that we built this. Exactly. He knows that it's not something that fell down from the sky, but it has its origins in human freedom. And as such, it can be improved. It can be destroyed if it's not working, mm-hmm. right? It can be fixed if it's broken. He yep. doesn't, we're and not maintained. paralyzed yep. by this sort of sense that things just come from without and we're yep. helpless and just have to make enough money to be able to purchase, you know, the commodities we need. I've had this experience so many times where it's like <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> when something breaks in my house that I don't know about, like, I, like uh, you know, it's a furnace and it's doing something it hasn't done before. The initial right. experience is just like a black despair of like, yeah. oh no, my family's going to freeze. <laughs> and, and it's, maybe the gas company is no longer providing gas because I'm just this consumer recipient of things. And then it's like, wait, slow down. What would Mike say? <laughs> <laughs> Snap that wristband. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look at it. Okay, you just had your gas turned off. Turn it off. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you got to start by paying your bills. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it just it reminds me all the time that Jesus was a tradesman. Mm-hmm. And, and we yeah. speak about this a lot romantic. I mean, I've heard, I've heard so many, you know, I've heard so many different takes on this, right? That he he was like, 
he knew the forms, right? It's sort of a platonic uh, involvement with the form, which is that's a beautiful thought. But the one I like the most <laughs> is that is that Jesus was the one who from the beginning was trained to know that humans built all this stuff. Yeah. And totally. he can take it down. Yeah. Or build it up. Like yeah. he was, he, in the beginning, I mean, there's so many beautiful images of him building his own cross or building some kind of, um, yeah. Well, he was a skilled kind of, tradesman, but he was also great at demo. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I just get this, I get this vision of Christ. And, and, and sometimes you forget that, you know, he's fully man and fully God, which means he was fully tradesman and fully God. Yeah. Like that was what he did. Well, it you was imagine how he what, he was, what he was thinking about. You know, it, it took us six days to build this thing. Why is this. You know, this, this simple piece of wood giving me so much trouble. Yeah, <laughs> right. No, I, I mean, he had a he had a familiar. I mean, to say familiarity with his own creation is such a is such a paradox. But he actually learned creation from the inside in the workshop of yeah. Joseph. Yeah, that's and really then neat. and then as he's there, he's also learning that um, these structures, the things we build, they have this origin in human freedom. They have this contingency to them. Um, and that we don't have to be slaves to them. Like we can stand apart from them. We can build them. We can fix them. We can work yeah. with it. I mean, that's why when he yep. speaks, I hear a carpenter speaking. Absolutely. It's like, oh yeah, that's a carpenter. A carpenter is the one that says, looks at that and says, ah, uh, yeah, no, that's going to fall down. Yep. Yeah. That's... Who builds on a soft foundation? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, tear down the temple. Mm-hmm. I've got it. Me and my yeah. boys are going to get that back up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was, he was, you know, I mean, uh, if, you t- if you look at just parables, you can see that he was very well versed with agriculture and yeah. anything to do with the mm-hmm. trades. And... Uh, yeah, I think there's some just to add on there that the first Adam came in a way in a particularly in a career that, where he was coming to know the world and cultivate mm-hmm. it. You know, the the farmer almost I mean, he his job is to look around and seeing what's happening mm-hmm. and how can I help what's happening just happen a little bit faster, a little bit better, a little bit more more cultivated. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, a little bit more organized. But really, it's just helping along what's already going on mm-hmm. right which is such a beautiful thing and i think part of the reason why so many of us are going back to the land is like we have forgotten kind of the the, the first sources of reality right yeah. but jesus comes as someone who's taking that reality and transforming it right. actually destroying the natures of the given world so as to give it a new artificial nature a new artificial purpose in cultivating a new civilization Mm. he knows how to build whereas adam ruined that knowledge Mm. that he once Mm -hmm. enjoyed and that god had to bring a law to moses and to the israelites saying no this is how i want you to build and gives them really clear demarcations of how the tabernacle should look and really clear codes i mean the laws of how they should live yeah and even inspires uh workmen with the knowledge of of building yes right exactly yep. to be able to create the, the the temple and so when christ comes with fully infused knowledge knowing exactly what these precepts what these principles are that have you know forever existed in the godhead and are now to be manifested in the world he knows how to do that without needing to take granular orders this is this is he's come to transform everything into mm-hmm. uh, a totally new social order that is itself natural to what man is supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. The old Adam comes to know reality, 
the new Adam transforms that reality and we're supposed to be tending in his way. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Well, learn it here in Steubenville. I'll tell you what, I'll take that class. <laughs> yeah. 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 Transforming you... reality 101. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Making all things new. <laughs> 201. <laughs> we'll let you guys work out the marketing. Yeah. Know, yeah. yeah. Now we hired somebody else for that. Yeah. <laughs> well, for now, guys, just thank you so much yeah. for all your work that you put into Thanks, this. Mark. It's been yeah, a long, you, a long time and a lot it's of work. And I know, I know it's not always what you wanted to be doing, but darn it, it's what you did. We appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. So, everyone, please, um, the website is live. It is live. Can you tell College it to of me? CollegeofStJoseph.com. CollegeofStJoseph.com. If you are an interested student, get on there. Start your application. Um, and you guys are also still doing a lot of um, sort of one-off classes in timber framing yep. and, and things like this? Or yeah, just... absolutely. I'm really excited for these. So there's these come to Steubenville for up to from a week to a month. There will be some sort of class learning the trades. There will always be a theology component to it. If you're kind of interested in dabbling in this, this is a great way of, of figuring out whether or not you want to do this further. There's some, <laughs> i got to say, I'm pretty excited for this intro to home ownership <laughs> class. Mm. I wish I could have had this class before. I mean, Andrew Jones pretty much was my class. Yeah, yeah. Mike <laughs> Sullivan is my current class in this. And uh, But come, know like how to take care of your home if you're a new home buyer. And then That's that's really going to be a fun class. That's great. Yeah, we're we're going to do kind of a, a domestic that. church uh, yeah. theology course oh, that's alongside cool. that. That's sweet. So. so those are found through the steubenvilleworkshop.com. That's right. Mm-hmm. But as far as any other information on the college, you can go to collegestjoseph.com. Um, and if you guys have any questions, I think all the contact is there. Yep. Um, and I think for now, again, thank you. Uh, keep us in your prayers. Yes. Please. Of course. Yeah, please pray. St. Joseph has been a mighty patron. Um, but... You know, he subcontracts too. He does, yeah. So you pray too, all right? (laughs) (laughs) All right, everyone. Have a great day, and please subscribe to New Polity Magazine. Goodbye.